Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Can I Have a Word With You? Yes, Heather and, Heather and Bruce are actually together today and yeah. separate. We've had some, some time away, some things we're working on, but today we're going to get back together. And what we do here is we just take a word, we think about it, we unpack it, we call it that. What does it mean? Are there double meanings? Could it mean one thing in one situation, one thing in another? And, you know, we don't have all the answers, but we sure do like talking about them and putting a couple nuggets out there. So how are you today, Heather? It's good to see you. Oh, I know. I'm doing really good. Um, it's finally not tornado weather or snowing. And so everyone in my whole city is in better moods, including me, awesome. <laughs> that we've been for several months. Well, we're here, of course, in Atlanta and Hopeful that we're into spring. We had a weekend that uh, had a little bit of rain, and if anyone watched the uh, golf tournament from Augusta, mm -hmm. you saw that there were some delays. We got some of that weather. It uh, turned out to be a beautiful day yesterday for Easter, and I'm uh, just going to step in. And you, you shared a word with me that you, you wanted to kind of talk about and unpack. We didn't do much planning about it today, but share with us what the word is we're going to unpack today. We are going to talk about the word minutia, which just sounds so exciting, doesn't it? People are probably like, ooh, yes. Um, I mean, but, it can mean so many things. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this word because I'm preparing for a women's retreat coming up here in California in a couple of weeks. So if anybody lives in Northern California and want to come, um, I'll probably put the link to the women's retreat in our um notes today so people can sign up and come see me but i'm doing a few different talks but one of the ser the part of the series is finding god and trusting god in the drama the trauma and the minutiae of everyday life so i've been working a lot on the minutiae one for the past few days and really that's where we spend you know 80 percent or more of our day is just doing the minutiae the chores the errands the lines at the store and in the uh, bank and all that stuff so if we can't manage to incorporate god into all of that our days are going to be pretty stinky so <laughs> like, maybe, <laughs> maybe taking it from you know the sunday church or the oh, the wednesday night event at, at church mm -hmm. or a choir practice and, and not making it big chunks but finding mm -hmm. ways maybe to to find our faith and to get closer to God in, in the small chunks, in the actual, mm -hmm. I want to say remnants, but maybe in the pieces that we don't think are that significant. Right. I mean, you kind of see, I remember seeing an illustration once that Beth Moore did at a, at an event. And I liked, it was just a big, she had a big um, vase on the table and she had, large items put in there and representing different things we do church family and stuff but then she had then when she was done she poured water into it and she said it's all the water the things that are surrounding all the big important things where we have to learn to navigate our faith because those things we're kind of mindful of doing it there but we don't always we're not always mindful of what fills in the cracks and crevices of our day and that's where we spend most of our time so i think that's why a lot of us are not connected to god in the way we want to because i think we can only do it at church or at uh, bible study or you know in the big events a lot of those things so, that you described are somewhat like they happen in our subconscious 
you know, whether mm -hmm. we're picking up a, a child at sports or school or we're running that errand to the grocery store mm -hmm. or we're, you know, dropping off the dry cleaning or whatever those things are, they, they are and probably inc incorrectly called mindless tasks in many ways, right? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, someone pulls out in front of us or someone cuts in line in front of us or we forgot something that we needed for the drop off at the post office on the way to the dry cleaner. We can kind of have those reactions of, you know, angst, you know, worry, anxiety, maybe. And yeah, so what, what do you do? I mean, in that moment, where do you find that in the minutiae? Where do you, where do you figure out how to pay attention or really make sure we do incorporate our faith there? Um, well, my kind of proposal for everything I'm talking about in this talk is to take, it's called Minutia into Maranatha. And Maranatha is kind of a churchy word, probably, I remember from the 70s, there was like a band called Maranatha. But what it means is come, Lord. So if we can learn to, instead of if turning our Minutia into Maranatha, we do that by inviting God to come in every detail of our day, especially the ones that are annoying and irritating and frustrating. Those are the most important times where we need to cry out, Maranatha, come Lord, and use it almost, this one author talked about using it as a, a Christian mantra, just saying it, Maranatha, Maranatha. You know, it's kind of like crying out for help and asking God to come into our details of our day. So that's kind of the overarching premise of what I'm planning to kind of unpack with the people. I did a little bit um, an acrostic for my Maranatha word. And I, I will tell you just kind of how I broke it down. Um, one was, and you can jump into any of these when we're done. Because they're all kind of... I don't know if they're self-explanatory. Um, number three is Nick's the God of productivity. Try just not to uh, orient your whole day around being productive in every way, shape, or form. Number four was use your eyes, observe the opportunities around you. Uh, number five was take advantage of the tedious. And um, see, number six is intentionally slow your pace. We've talked about it before, you know, moving at the pace of love, that we can't love people and serve people when we're constantly in a hurry. Uh, number one was always look for the similarities, not the differences, when you're talking with people throughout your day. And I have an example of connecting with someone as I was going through the drive through because of trying to find some similar ground. And then the last one is embrace the subtle surprises of God to be looking for those God winks or those God things that you see throughout your day. Um, but you were talking about earlier about a minutia. I, I, I write about it a lot. And when I type that word, it always, even Google or whoever, the spell check is confused about how to spell it. And why is it spelled one way with an A on the end and one way with an and then the other way with the E on the end. And what I've learned is that 
the E on the end is plural. That's the plural form of minutia. And I think 99% of the time, there's no way we only have one minutia yeah. with an A. We have minutia with an E at all times, lots and lots of it. So I'm well, going to choose this with an IAE. I love your, your point about the slowdown aspect and you know whether that's be intentional, whether that means paying attention. Um, I, I did hear, and I don't know if this really applies, but it may. I, I heard um, the, the former baseball player for the Yankees who played shortstop for him, Derek Jeter, talk about preparation in life and how in preparation in baseball. And they, there were some questions about, you know, how were you able so many times to be at the right place, whether it was where the ball was being hit or to back up a throw or coming up to bat at a certain time where it was critical and all that kind of stuff. And in coming through at the times when those were critical moments. And he said that when you're prepared, life moves slowly. When you mm -hmm. feel like you're not prepared, life really moves fast, almost in a way that the, or that he said we would be reactive versus kind of expecting the things mm -hmm. to move fast. When you do that, they tend to move slower because you've got that expectation. So maybe we can plug into some of those tedious things that, that might seem like they're just things to check mm -hmm. off the list and, you know, make sure that we bring God with us in those. And mm -hmm. I do a lot of morning times. I think you do as well with, um, speaking to, you know, getting into the word, getting the Bible, getting ourselves ready for the day. But I find, I have found myself that I often let that go and that's two o'clock in the afternoon. And what was I doing in the morning? And so I'm trying to take a little bit of that with me, whether it's holding the door open for someone, we talk about that, whether it's a smile, whether it's, you no, know, go ahead in front of me, or it's something where you, you, um, want that presence and, that's where I think we then start aligning it and it becomes more of part of everything. So mm -hmm. we become more conscious about it. I don't know what your yeah. thoughts are. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think that we, um, you know, that's when you look at like a monastic lifestyle, you know, they're not doing anything huge. They're just doing the daily tasks that have to be done, doing insignificant things in significant ways. And yeah. that's how our life can, we can be living on this higher plane. I think it's Dallas Willard talks about that. Like we're living in this upper room where we're seeing regular things from a whole different perspective because we're letting God, we have our feelers out all the time about ways to share him, to make him famous by our actions and our reactions to things. And um, I was reading something today and the author was saying there's only one drama of life and it's our walk to God or our walk away from God and our walk back to God. And our whole life is just kind of that. Are we going this way or then we get turned around and come back and then we start walking away and then we get turned around and come back. And every tiny minute of our day matters. And when we start thinking that only the big stuff matters, that's when you get people um, not really just living in the love of Jesus. They're just doing the fundamental things, but they're not really letting him yeah. consume their whole being. So how can we 
during the day. And I don't, I, maybe it's starting this way. Maybe it's starting by sprinkling a little of our faith into our behavior because it is a drastic ch- change for most of us because we, we do get involved in what's going on in life, right? And the more that we apply that, no, not the more that we apply it, the longer that we apply it maybe mm-hmm. has the ability for it to become more than just a habit, but a lifestyle of, of choosing to do that. I was able mm-hmm. to give a couple of talks last week in Michigan. And uh, I think we had shared before we came in here, I, I was up in, in Oxford and one of the, one of the opportunities and responsibilities that I was given was the ability to go talk to the children, the students, the young adults at Oxford mm-hmm. High School, where there was a, uh, you know, that shooting in, in November 30th of 2021. And I was being introduced and the person that invited me, you know, took, you know, five or five minutes or so to kind of talk about, you know, me being there. And I was off stage kind of in that, in that, you know, section by the curtains and just wanting so badly to just get out of my own way. And it was an opportunity for me to say, you know, okay, okay, God, join me and, and please provide the words that I needed. And now that was a kind of a high intensity, um, you know, going out and talking to 200 plus students that I'd never met before, but maybe if I can apply that to meaning, I don't want to say less meaningful, but more traditionally insignificant activities of my day uh, could help me get started on that a little bit better and a little yeah. more consistently. And I think it not only helps you um, prepare, it, you know, everything we're doing in life that's is training. You think, uh, um, we were talking earlier about John Ortberg, who's a, a pastor that I follow and have for years and years. And um, he talks, he, talks about um, unpacking Dallas Willard's works, which he calls his stuff Dallas for Dummies. And it's just talking about how to incorporate God into every part of your life and that you have to train for things. Like you can't just decide that and try really hard to go run a marathon. You're going to have to train for it. But anybody who trains for it could eventually run a marathon. And same with our spiritual life. Like you can't just think you're going to be patient one day. You train yourself to be patient by he would say by intentionally getting in the longest line at the grocery store by standing in the line at the bank patiently instead of rolling your eyes and frustrated that someone's taking too long as they're talking to the uh, lender so there's a lot of ways that we can use our little minutiae as training ground for our character and for our our witness to other people about god and really thought about that but yeah, what could that then create? It could create an opportunity that would not have presented itself if we were flying through or we had the, uh, like you said, the eye roll or the arms mm-hmm. folded like this where we're not going to talk to anybody because we're all uptight. And you maybe find something in common with the person in line next to you. And the next thing you know, you don't know, right? You don't know what could happen. So I think that's a great example is look for the moments where you will be tested um, in a way that you have a, con- a conscious decision that says, I choose to be tested. I've made this decision. Mm-hmm. Let's see how, let's see how, I don't say how God shows up, but how I allow that space for God to come in and work through me. And then, you know, we all like, we all live based on reinforcement in some way, right? Whether it's a positive or a negative reinforcement. But I'm going to argue that um, more times than not, the uh, the coin flip on that is going to be a positive experience if we uh, mm-hmm. go in that way. Wow. Powerful. 
the reality is, you know, God, we've talked about this before is God doesn't just care about our spiritual life. He cares about our life and our life includes all those little seemingly insignificant things. You know, your impact with those kids didn't start the minute you got on the stage. It started from how you, that you got up in time to pray in the morning. It, it started when you went through the drive-through and were a blessing to the person who you talked to started when you were waiting backstage and you were, uh, you know, made a connection with someone maybe who was helping you set up your mic that you were kind, that you weren't a arrogant jerk because you're the main speaker, you know, all those things accumulate to make us our impact for God, even bigger, even though not everyone sees them. Sometimes they're behind the scenes, but they all create our character. And um, eventually everyone will know how you stand in lines and how you sit at traffic lights and all that stuff. It, it adds up to character in the end. And it creates space for God to come in. So I think mm -hmm. all he asks us to do, right, is to be available. And he'll he'll make it work. So no, I agree mm -hmm. with you. So and you mentioned some things that I I did really try to pay attention to. Here's the guy miking me up, and he does it every day. And you know I just knew it was his job. So where does it need to go? And you know mm -hmm. how set up as one simple kind of example. You know, and the other is sort of, you know, when you when you are in a situation where you you think you may have the answer, you may think you have. Just let's just get through this. Sometimes a question helps too. How can I serve you best today? Or, or, or what is it that's on your heart? And, you know, knowing it, everyone that gets asked that for the most part will, will be grateful that they had the opportunity mm -hmm. to just have someone listen. Yeah. Wow. You no, know, today I just would encourage people to do, you know, say that simple when you're feeling like you're in the minutia of it, pray Maranatha, ask God to come into whatever it is and see what he does. Maranatha. Yeah. <laughs> I did write a quick uh, minutia acrostic. We'll kind of drop this in. I'll, drop right. it in the notes. I'll, I'll read it through quickly because it was how I questioned the word. It isn't an answer as much as it was. What does that mean? What could? So the M was um, many intricate details. So you talked about the, the little things in life as we drive around, right? In the big picture, do they really matter? Is a question that I asked myself. You just explained to me that they may even matter more than that big two hour event that you've got the things you do to get to that event or the things you have that are minor on the test on the, on the day. I said, not always, but, um, but should know, I mean, maybe they're not all important, but, but we should certainly be aware of them as opposed to just flying through them when unconscious things can happen. Right. Unimportant or critical in minutia was the you. Well, could be both something that we seem is unimportant could actually be the most critical thing in the day by, speaking into someone or someone putting some wisdom to us that we hadn't thought about. Um, the T in Manoush is let's just take a moment and find out. It's sort of putting away the assumption of Manoush is mm -hmm. nothing but like minor details that don't matter. Well, it could be the biggest one that does. Um, I put A for Manoush and I'm ending it in E. So I'm using the plural was <laughs> a, a spot where growth works, right? Uh, you don't need a big patch to grow, grow something important. It could be in that small moment. And then the E was, it's easy to get lost or found in the minutia. So it was just mm. something I was thinking about because I wasn't really sure where this was going to go today. And um, I do I do think paying attention into the minutia 
will give us some opportunities to grow and to, and to be a part of someone else's life or to be, you know, a blessing to someone and someone to be a blessing to us as well. Awesome. Well, why don't we wrap this one up? We got yeah. down to the minutia today and um, wow, but I, I know I'm not going to think about it the same way again and hope, hope our listeners will, will take a moment and pause and find some joy in the minutia. All right, Heather. Well, until next time, folks want to reach out to you. It's uh, heathercarterwrites.com. I'll reach out to Bruce. It's at above the chatter, ourwordsmatter.com for speaking engagements, workshops, Zoom meetings, events, material, yep. books, et cetera. If we, they, if we can pour into folks, that's how the best way for us to reach us. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time, thanks for joining me on and, mm -hmm. and us on an episode of Can I Have a Word With You? See you next time, Heather. See ya. Bye.